recording? I am also recording. Okay. Starting in three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the episode of Cinema Shot. I am your host, Mr. Green, and joining me is my special guest, Mr. Blue. Thanks for having me on the show, Mr. Green. I would like to clarify in uh, last week's recording when we did Iron Man that this week's material wasn't on Disney+. Plus. It has either uh, since then been added to Disney+, Plus or has been hidden, and that makes me angry, and you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Wait, that's my line. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, it is on Disney+. Plus. Um, Disney Plus has a cool feature where they do the Marvel Cinematic Universe in order, but if you notice, Hulk is not on there, and, um, but if you search Hulk, it's, like, buried at the bottom, like, they don't, they, like, look, 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 they acknowledge it when they want to, and we'll find out as we go through the rest of this universe, the rest of these movies, how much, uh, they acknowledge what they'll pull from this movie, what they won't, and it's a Hulk clusterfuck, but... Uh, I know some people just don't even count this movie anymore. Um, even though now with Infinity War, with a certain with Civil War, even a certain character returning, like okay, yeah, that shit's canon, boys. It's canon. Like shit, with the movie coming out next year, there are some characters in this movie that are reappearing. Yes, uh, one who unfortunately we'll talk about is not because he's no longer with us, but we'll talk about him in a moment. Um, but yeah, and of course, and She-Hulk, even She-Hulk started bringing shit back with a certain character, so it's like, it's, it's canon, bros! It's been canon, it's just, it's, the rights are stupid. Um, okay, so we're talking about the Incredible Hulk movie, which was, uh, it, I believe it came out 15 years ago this month, so we're literally, um, on its anniversary, which is kind of cool. Uh, we timed, we timed it right for once, in terms yeah, of an did. anniversary. Um, in recording, so cool. anyway. Yeah, I see. And and um, I'm gonna ask you this: What was your um, going into this? Obviously, we had seen Iron Man. Iron Man was the huge breakout star of the summer, uh, beginning of May. It came funny how isn't that crazy how two MCU movies came out like within a month of each other? That would never happen nowadays. Yeah, right. I never would have expected that these movies were connected until uh, the very end. But yeah, uh, my experience with the Hulk as a, as a whole. He's actually one of the more uh, famous uh, superheroes from my youth when it comes to Marvel, next to Spider-Man and X-Men. Like, yeah. you would see him everywhere. Like, even in parodies, which I remember the most from Dexter's Laboratory, there's a little segment in that show called The Justice Friends. And, uh, <laughs> the, the, the Incredible The Infragable Kronk. That's it's what incredible. it was. Yeah. Um, the Hulk is a pop culture icon. Like a lot of people, you wouldn't think he is because like he doesn't get mentioned in the same echelon as like say Superman, Batman, the X Men, or Spider Man. But he's right up there. He's had uh, even this movie does the Lou Ferrigno bits. Lou Ferrigno's in this movie as a cameo. Um, he's even the voice of the Hulk in this film, as I yes, figured he, out. Yeah, yes, he is. Um, so like the Hulk is a pop culture namesake. People know the Hulk. So. Um, just to get a little backstory to this movie, um, um, I, I, like my history with the Hulk is I, I remember the Hulk. Uh, when did I first see the Hulk? It was probably like the '90s cartoon, um, because like every Marvel character had an almost like a '90s cartoon, and it's not as good as you think it is. It's on, it's on Disney Plus if you want to watch it. Only two seasons worth, but um, uh, Hulk's always just been a character who's always just been there. The matter he gets, the stronger he gets. Never really delved too much into him, other than like big green man. He's angry. Um, and I want to say the 2003 film was like the first eye-opening experience I had with the Hulk. 
and, and like in terms of like what his mythos is, what he's all about, his trauma, and that kind of stuff. And I remember this movie was originally like, oh, this is kind of like before the MCU was a thing, because again, it hadn't been firmly like concreted yet. Um, that this kind of was a sequel to the 2003 film, because if you remember, uh, I know you don't know Tyler, but the ending of that movie ends with Eric Bana's version of Banner ending uh, in like South America, and this movie picks up in Brazil. So there was like, yeah, there was a connection there. Like, is it a sequel? Is it not? And it's not. It's its own standalone thing. Um, uh, but I re- again, similar to Iron Man, I remember they were new. This is they the comic ads ran ads like be a guest star in Marvel's The Hulk and Iron Man. So I never won either contest. Um, yeah, my history we- with this movie. Uh, this is the first MCU movie I actually saw in theaters in a mm. theater that had just opened up at that point. So I do have some sentimental attachments to this movie. I recognize it isn't as great as most of the others that we'll be covering so far, but it definitely does have some strengths. It's 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 also the most unique one. Um, a lot of the history with this movie is that Ed Norton, I believe, had a lot of creative control on this movie. He yeah, wanted, he was brought on as a writer, if I if my source is correct. Yeah, um, which will lead into our conflict with the Hulk going into later movies, but um, and why he doesn't reprise his role. But he wanted the Hulk to be darker. So here's here's a little um, behind the scenes right away. Uh, he wanted the movie originally to open up with, and the, uh, funny enough, the Avengers make reference to it in 2012, which we'll call, we'll call back to you on in three more former episodes from now, um, where uh, the opening is Bruce is in, in Antarctica, and he puts a gun to his mouth, and he shoots himself, but then he turns to the Hulk, and the Hulk just spits out the bullet and, and walks away. Um, and and uh, and we know it's, I don't know if it's canon, but they, they reference it. In, in the Avengers. Um, so he wanted this to be more... Like, a, like he saw the potential with the whole Banner Hulk kind of ideology and not just be another superhero flick. Um, it does become one towards the end with the big action, but you could tell he wanted it to be something more. Yeah, this is much more of a drama piece than an action film, I think. Yeah, this is... I remember a lot of people... This is what I remember the discourse of it. A lot of people did not like it as much because, like, Iron Man... Is very fun. It's very lighthearted. It does have its deep moments, but it's very like Robert Downey Jr. carries that movie, but like in 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 with his charisma and charm. But this is not that kind of movie. It's complete opposite. And I feel like you need to disassociate yourself with Iron Man to enjoy this movie because if you compare the two, you're obviously one's gonna be more enjoyable because one's more about like billionaire who's trying to save the world of weapons and he's a free spirit versus this guy who's tormented by the fucking giant green monster that lives rent free in his head. Yeah, basically, temper your expectations when going into this movie. Pretty much. Uh, at least in comparison. But it's still, I think it's a strong movie. But we'll get further into our thoughts. Let's go ahead and break it down before we break it down. Uh, this, uh, The Incredible Hulk, this was directed by Louis Leterrier, who is the current director of... He just directed Fast 10. Uh, just uh, That's where I was like, hey, That's hilarious. Funny. Yeah. Um, written by Zach Penn. Of course, this is based on the Hulk comics by Stanley and Jack Kirby. Produced by Avi Arad, Gail Ann Hurd, and Kevin Feige. Uh, this was uh, released uh, in had a United States release June thirteenth, two thousand and eight, with a runtime of one hundred and twelve minutes. Uh, had a budget of roughly one point three seven five million to one hundred fifty million. Box office of two point uh, two sixty eight point eight million. So not not the craziest opera, but it was definitely a turner. Um, you know, it wasn't, wasn't too crazy. Uh, it is a, officially the lowest grossing MCU movie. Um, 
I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that it only came out a month after less than a, less like about a month after Iron Man that was probably still in theaters that people were still raving about that probably didn't help. And of course, you have the O three film, which is not everybody's cup of tea. So a lot of factors going into there. Uh, but who is our cast today? First off, we have Edward Norton plays Bruce Banner, uh, and of course, Lou Ferrigno play is the vocal performance for the Hulk. I don't remember if um, Ed Norton does the motion capture for it. I don't think he does. I don't think. I don't think he's just a full CGI character. I don't think Probably. they do motion capture. Uh, Liv Tyler is Betty Ross. Tim Roth is Emil Blonsky slash the Abomination. William Hurt is Thaddeus Ross or General Thunderbolt Ross, as we're referring to him. Um, Tim Blake Nelson is Samuel Stearns, and then everyone's favorite Modern Family dad, Ty Burrell, is Leonard Sampson. Um, I legit forgot he was in this movie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I can't wait to tell you who his character is. Because it's going to blow your mind. Okay, so there we have it. Uh, let's go ahead and give a brief plot su- summary of it. So, unlike Iron Man, uh, where it was a full origin story, the movie does not elect to do an origin story for this one because we technically saw that with... It kind of um, does in the beginning, but right. it's really brief. Right, we get it through a series of... Oh, the opening credits where you see Banner experimenting on himself, um, him turning into the Hulk causing damage to, he, I think he hurts Betty, hurts, pretty much causes destruction, and he is pretty much put on the run. We never, we don't know the exact details, but Banner is put on the run by Thunderbolt He may Ross. or may not have fought against Wolverine in Canada. Uh, yeah, for, there's, there's, a, there's a line about there that, I'll, I'll talk about all the fucking thirst, thirst traps that people were, like, thinking about, about the Avengers movie back then, and, like, potential crossovers with other movies. Um... But uh, so ban- so if we fast forward to I, w- I want to say is it five years I believe yeah five um, years five years Bruce Banner is now living in Brazil uh, not sure where in Brazil but they just say Brazil listen man um, if he's living in Brazil there's another green monster living around there that he probably doesn't want to run into true very very <laughs> much true very very much true um so he's living in brazil and he's pretty much just trying to stay off he's living off the grid has a little apartment trying to learn portuguese he works at a soda bottling factory and um he may or may not have the riz as some kids say and based on the two women in this movie i think we can say that bruce banner has riz um at least edward norton well actually all of bruce banner because then you find out with him and whatever um yeah so uh he's trying to live a life the peaceful life of as a factory worker um, and unfortunately he gets cut while fixing a conveyor belt, uh, button thingy and, uh, some blood leaks out. Of course, that's going to be a big plot point in this movie. And luckily he stops the conveyor belt. He thinks he gets all the blood and nope, some blood, um, leaks out, which unfortunately goes into the link of, into the drink of Stan Lee's character. Who Stan, dies. no! I imagine Stan dies of, of gamma radiation, gamma poisoning. That's No, he turns into another Hulk. He's out there somewhere. Um, so that leads into our other side, which is the villain. Okay, not villain, antagonist, because I don't want to call him the villain. Because um, he, become, he becomes an ally at the end. Uh, the antagonist of this movie, for the most of this movie, is General Thunderbolt Ross, who is hunting down Banner, any kind of research, and pretty much assigns basically a black ops team. I feel like we just did this movie a few weeks ago that was called Fast and the Furious 5. Um, <laughs> we just did this. I was like, what is up with Americans sending, uh, that's a common thing, Ameri- whatever, I'm not going to get into it, but and sends a, it's going to send a top uh, Merc team to go into Brazil to basically retrieve Banner and do experiment on the Hulk for reasons I'll dive into later. 
Along the trip comes Emil Blonsky, who is on loan for the British Royal Marines. Who may or may not have been a diner burglar before this movie. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Also, minor character comic change on Emil Blonsky is British in this movie. He is Russian in the comics. You can tell by his name that it's supposed to be Blonsky. Um, but whatever, that's a minor change. But he's, he's British here. And they are lead, They are pers- uh, believed to be led to chase down Bruce Banner. Uh, Thunderbolt Ross tells him that he's murdered some people. And even says two Canadian hunters, which is swear to God to you, people thought it was Wolverine and Sabretooth that he allegedly murdered. That's what people thought back then. Um, it might that still be. Cool. You know... You never know, right? It might, it could have still been, and you never know. Um, so uh, Banner, uh, unfortunately, is now found out. But meanwhile, Banner has been in talks with a Mister Blue uh, via, like, I guess the dark, the dark internet. Uh, I would imagine that Brazil has access to. And Mister uh, Bruce is telling Mister Blue, like, I have gamma poisoning, and um, I need help. Um, he tells him to get this flower, drink all the flower, you know, make it into a concoction. And unfortunately, the gamma cells are still prominent in in this because Banner at this point, the the Hulk is a curse, and this is very important for the Hulk story overall in the MCU because it very much starts off of it's a curse. I don't want this. I don't. Why do I have this? And it becomes the polar opposite towards the end of the movie, ends of the series rather, um, or I guess the Infinity Saga, not the end of the series. This is so going strong. Yeah. Um. So Mister Blue is like, we have to, we have to meet. We need. I need the data. Unfortunately, the data is back in America, where he is pretty much considered a fugitive. Uh, Bruce Banner gets attacked, uh, um, uh, basically uh, almost attacked out by the by the Mercs. He's a, he's a, he's a savvy one. Uh, it's pretty much you get a great chase sequence that leads into um, the factory as Bruce is getting bullied by some other factory workers. You know who I I, I love it that he doesn't know Portuguese still, and he says, "You won't like me when I'm hungry," and they're like, "What are you talking about? What?" Um, that's me when I try to speak in another language. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, this causes our first confrontation with the Hulk, and we never see the Hulk. It's all in shadow. Um, until the very end when we see his face. Until the very end, which is a great... It's I, I, I love this first introduction of the Hulk, where like you don't really see him. It's kind of like a horror movie in a way, um, where like it's just like noises and like he's just chucking shit at you. The, the coolest thing you see is like there's a flashbang. You just see how big, how tall he is. Um, and then he chucks a forklift at, at Emil Blonsky. Look out! Um, he's forklift certified! <laughs> Hulk is Hulklift certified. I know that the current Hulk definitely is. Um, and so, which then leads to uh, Thunderbolt Ross being like, our Emil Blonsky going, What the fuck was that? You didn't tell us shit! Um, and he thinks it's another thing. He, and then, um, Thunderbolt Ross breaks the ice to him. That, it's, that's Banner, Doc. Listen, listen, it's top secret. I couldn't tell you that was Banner. Um, which puts Emil Blonsky on his power trip storyline. And pretty much eventually leads into a reunion as now Ed, uh, I was gonna say Ed Norton. Banner is now on the run. He knows he has to go back to America, gets to America. And uh, goes to his old stomping grounds and meets the love of his life, Betty Ross. Where um, and ultimately they come together and have to try to get to Mister Green to try to solve the Hulk, leading to, all to a climactic showdown with the Abomination that Emil Blonsky becomes um, at the end of the movie. So I think that's a generous summary. Would you say? Yeah, I would say so. Okay. All right. Uh, so um, overall thoughts. 
no no spoilers or anything like that. What was you, what did you think after you, f- you finished this movie? Um, going into this movie for the very first time, um, I was expecting the general stuff. Um, scientist struggling to keep uh, keep himself from getting his emotions in flux uh, and turning into a giant green rage monster that destroys everything. And we do get that in this movie for sure. Get uh, uh, three times roughly in all yeah. good sequences. And fifteen years later, after rewatching it again after like five years, um, there is some stuff that um, I do enjoy. Um, m- uh, stuff that I took for granted uh, from the first viewing that I appreciate more nowadays. Like Bruce Banner as a character is kind of a tragic case in the MCU for sure. Like. He tries his damnedest to keep his emotions in check and to cure this quote-unquote disease that's um, in his body at the moment. And he does everything in his power to push everyone he cares about to the wayside in order to um, get his uh, to get to his goal. Yeah, um, I- I'll agree with you. It's a very much more somber tale. It's not about the glorification of the power. Um, it's about the the curse. It's it's a very Marvel story where a lot of early Marvel comics were about, um, like the like like the like not say the but like the thing or like these these twisted experiments that went wrong. Where like why me? My life is ruined and I want to fix this. I need to fix this. Um, even to the point where like he pushes the love of his life away because he doesn't want to hurt her. Although he eventually can't help it because like it's the love of his life. But he's a, he's a tragic figure because um, like. And and especially when you when you find out that um, Thunderbolt Ross, uh, what what, what you find out uh, why he's like even on the run to begin with, um, uh, it's even more tragic because it's not even his fault. Um, yeah, that, he just that's, wanted that's, to cure gamma radiation. That's yeah, it. yeah, that's it. You know, um, very very ho hum ho nothing. Um, I, I thought I found this a lot deeper of a movie than Iron Man, like. It wasn't like obviously Iron Man's more fun, but I found like this more thought provoking, more like it like this is like the Angley movie I think is a deeper subtextual meaning of looking at the Hulk versus this one's a very surface level, but I think it's surface level with like you're six feet deep versus like Angley's was like you're you're almost in an ocean kind of thing. Um, so in comparison, it doesn't look at deep, but I, th- I think it does do interesting stuff with them. I think a lot of it is carried by Ed Norton's performance. Like I know. Because he only had one movie, he doesn't get the kind of traction that other characters are. But when I think of Banner, I think of Ed Norton's Banner. Yeah. Like, I can definitely see this guy as uh, Bruce Banner. Like, I love Mark Ruffalo, for sure. But I can't, I can't see Bruce Banner in this movie without Edward Norton. Honestly. Right. Exactly. And he has such, like, because he's nebbish, but, like, he's, like, determined, like, this. he's kind of unassuming, but, like, he can take care, like, he brings that, unass- that, that unassumingness about him that I think Bruce Banner has to have, um, and just gives, makes you believe, like, he's basically living with, a, like, he doesn't call it, a, like, a curse, and he calls it a, he calls it a disease because he's a scientist, and I really like that, um, and uh, also show, I also like, um, Thunderbolt Ross is like basically using the entire military industrial complex to take down this one man, um, just as how fucked up the American government can be. Um, and uh, like I, I thought it was like a great anta- like a, I think it was a great antagonist to go up against. Where like you have one person who just wants to cure himself of the disease, and another one who wants to use it as a weapon of war. Basically, another super soldier program, which um, 
You would think they would have perfected that technology like over 60 years uh, since the success of the first one, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, we'll find out. We know we'll find out why in Captain America why that hasn't been a thing. But I that being said, I remember them cuz this is the first man this is like the first connected thing, right? Cuz like Iron Man had the um, you know, Welcome to the Energy Initiative, but like they say Super Soldier Serum and Granted, that may not be like a completely like at the time known thing, but like any comic for that's Captain America. They're talking about Captain America, um, and the fact that uh, what we found out in this movie is that uh, Banner was uh, unassumingly using it for what would become weapons technology under um, uh, Thunderbolt Ross, and would lead into another Super Soldier Serum, which. Emil Blonsky goes under, and you basically get a preview of what Captain America is going to look like in his own movie and in the Avengers, minus the psychological trauma. Yeah, I kind of see it here when he runs past all those um, all the soldiers uh, in the field. Yeah, it, it's it's. I remember geeking out like, oh my god, this is a quick Captain America because I, I think we knew Captain America was going to be a thing at this point. Um, especially because his shield was in the first move in, in Iron Man one, so we know we knew Cap was out there. Um, so, um, but uh, let, let's talk about Ed, Ed Norton. What were what were your thoughts on Ed Norton overall as his performance as Bruce Banner? Like, I feel like he does a really good job of uh, being the tragic torture character of Bruce Banner in this movie. Like, he does everything in his power to. Uh, try to cure himself of the Hulk. And, um... Yeah, I feel like it's a pretty powerful performance. Ed Norton is a really good actor in general. And it is sad to see that he doesn't return uh, from this point forward. It would have been cool to see, though. It would have been interesting. I don't think he would have wanted to do it, though, because, like, he's just not that kind of actor. But it would have been interesting to see, like, his sort of character type. And Mark Ruffalo's great. Not gonna hate on Mark Ruffalo, because it ultimately worked out. Um, but, uh, like, just, just, the, just his interesting dichotomy and, like, how he p- plays off and we'll never get to see. In another reality, it happened. Um, but in another reality, Robert, in that same reality, Robert Downey Jr. doesn't come back as Iron Man. So that's, that's, the, that's the monkey's paw. Um, what about our villain, uh, Emil Blotsky? What'd you think about him? Um, his arc is probably the most fascinating to me. Uh, we don't really learn a whole much about, um... Uh, uh, all the lead characters personally aside from Banner uh, so just seeing Blonsky and his perpetual power trip throughout the movie is pretty interesting to see right yeah um, and I kind of like that he's not really a villain at the beginning um, he be- he becomes a villain because of Thunderbolts you could kind of say Thunderbolt Ross is the villain because he enables a lot of this shit um, because it's we'll, we'll talk about Thunderbolt Ross in a minute but only when um, does he encounter the Hulk and then gets the Super Soldier Serum, that experimental version of it at least, put into him. Which, by the way, ugh, that scene creeps me out every time when he gets it in the spine. Ugh, right in the bones. Every every time. Um, great reaction acting by uh, uh, by Tim Roth. Um, but like, I really like that sort of like... Down- he, he almost becomes like a drug addict towards it because he got a taste for it. He fought the Hulk... And by the way, I forgot how like he to- he goes to the Hulk and Hulk just kicks the shit out of him into a tree, and he like if he wasn't it didn't, if he didn't have the the serum in his veins he would be dead. He'd be super dead. Like like I like you don't really see it, but like 
it's like you kind of see like his like skin kind of come off and like one of the tr- like off the tree. It's like, oh, that's holy shit! The Hulk just killed a guy. Um, the only reason he's not dead is because he has the serum in it. But like once he gets the second in, uh, serum injected again to fight the Hulk, and you start to see him sweat. And like he he very much acts like a drug addict because he just like I need more I need I need a I need a bigger high than 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 what I have now. I want to get high. Exactly, and and I thought like I mean he kind and of course he disappears once he, once he becomes the abomination. But like I like sort of like his like he he it, 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 he starts off this cool confident military character, and by the end he's just like fix me up, man. Fix me up, fix me up, fix Give me up. Give me a me challenge. Up. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I really liked his his downfall. Um, but what what about Thunderball Ross, who you could argue is the actual villain of this movie? Yeah, Thunderbolt Ross, which is a pretty fucking metal name, by the way. Thanks for pointing yeah. that out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Not call I him would say that... the entire time. Sorry. Yeah that that sounds like a tool name. Um. Uh, I would say Thunderbolt Ross is the big antagonist of this movie. Like, he's basically the enablist, uh, saying that he's uh, doing everything he can for his country, but he pretty much makes Banner uh, a fugitive just to save his own skin. And it's as deplorable as it gets for someone as high in the military as he is. Right. Honestly, he probably should have lost his job. And of the way he's using the military, like lost geez. his job, he should have gotten court-martialed, bruh. Pro- probably, yeah. Uh, you're right. You know, you know, you're not wrong about that shit. Um, but yeah, like, like he just constantly, everything is above. He's like the only the only time like he has his line drawn is when his against his daughter, and his daughter, who we'll talk about in a minute, has, does nothing want to do with him. Um, that, that, like like because of what she what happened to Banner. Um. But like he serves, I think he serves as a great foil against against him. Like he believes in like because that, and it's a classic Hulk trope. Hulk, like the early Hulk comics were all about Hulk versus the military and Thunderbolt Ross chasing him everywhere he goes. It's very much the theming of it. Um, and uh, you know, I thought he, I thought he brought that. You know, you could say it's kind of generic military man, but like that 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 kind of crazed determination to get the Hulk. You know, like that scene when they're on the university and he's just ordering all those troops to go in and they got the fucking the convoys and the sonic machines like just just like he he's bring he he's he is that desperate to bring in this monster. Yeah, at that point, it's more than just serving your country. It's more of a selfish uh, power trip kind of deal. I, I really feel like we should have gotten a scene where like somebody higher or maybe even Nick Fury himself um to like you know like you're kind of stepping over your line it's here. funny that you mention that because in the newspaper clippings that we see in the beginning we do see an article about shield uh, expressing interest in capturing the hulk but we never yeah. actually see it no yeah and then in the, I mean, they kind of retcon it in the avengers movie where they're like we kind of we kind of tell them like, where you're not at so you can keep hiding kind of thing um, so, and, and then they use the shield database to like locate where he's at in the, in New York city. Um, so yeah, th- this is the, like the first, like, okay, it is connected. It is connected kind of thing. Um, but like, I, I, I wish we got in the scene where like, maybe you should have suffered because when we see him next, I think he's like, 
the like the UN attorney, the the the, the secretary of defense, I think. In civil, uh, something something to that effect. He's of high like this motherfucker made a U.S. citizen a fugitive because of his failed experiment to try to make weapons. And he okay, that's that's just the U.S. government in a nutshell, right? Yeah, our government um, is fucked, bro. Yeah, so so definitely kudos to that shit. Um, but I also thought he did a great performance. Unfortunately, uh, William Hurt, who is not who uh, who played. Uh, Thunderbolt Ross is not with us. He passed away recently, so he actually been he's actually been recast as Harrison Ford in the new in Captain America: Brave New World, um, uh, which is that's a that's a holy shit they got Harrison Ford to. That's pretty which, cool. That is, that is a pretty that's a pretty cool. Um, uh, not I wouldn't say trade up. That's awful to say, but um, like if you have to replace an actor, that's pretty good to do. But uh, not the deepest villain. But what I love about it is that he ultimately realizes that. No, the halt like because of the the, the destruction of the abomin- the abominations causing that like no I have to I have to reluctantly side with the Hulk so I don't fucking die. Yeah, his ultimate reasoning again is to save his own skin. Okay, let's talk about the other last main character, which is Betty Ross, the love interest played by the gorgeous Liv Tyler. Um, now I'm curious what you thought about her. Um, uh, even though she doesn't really have much, but I do like her in this movie. Yeah, I like her too. Like in terms of like um, the female romantic lead, uh, she works really well uh, with uh, Bruce's dynamic. Like she's pretty much the only thing that can calm down the Hulk in this movie, and I find that really fascinating. Yeah, um, and, and they kind of this is where like I like they go in the idea of the mind of the Hulk, where like. They um Hulk save Hulk sees her in pain and um they have a conversation where like the where Betty asks Banner, Do you remember what it's like in there? And he, he says it's like a flashbang, he doesn't really know, but like like in and he basically makes it, she puts out the notion that it's it's you in there. It's just there's like a sensory overload going on that you can't collect all your emotions, which you know, Banner doesn't want to believe that because then he has to admit that he's a monster. Um but like, there's great moments like that where like, he saves her from the the helicopter that's going to attack her. He calms down at Sam and Stern's place when he's about to Hulk out in the middle of New York City, um, and uh, uh, she like, calms him down from the the thunderbolts and lightning. Very very frightening. Yeah, which by the way, I want to point out that people were so desperate for Thor news that they thought that that was Thor calling out to the Hulk. It's not. Ugh. It's yeah, dude. People were desperate. We had Give no idea. Give it another movie, guys. You'll see it. We we had no idea. We had no idea, and we were all thirsty. And then also, it couldn't be because that's in, I think, the eastern part of the U.S. And Thor takes place in New Mexico, so it couldn't be Thor. Um, but people were thinking because like, why is he yelling at the thunderstorm? That's so crazy. No, Hulk's just a baby. Um, but I I like that like that their dynamic, um, both in human form and monster form. Um, Especially, they, they're about to have a little bit of an intimate scene. And I laugh every time because it's funny and kind of like awful for Banner, where he's like, I can't get too excited. Like, God damn it. Um, he's like, Man, not- when you can't even have sex uh, without turning into a giant rage monster, that's. <laughs> I can't help but feel sorry for him, man. Yeah, it's like, you can't. Not, and she goes, you can't not even look excited. And she just hugs him, just like, it's okay. I'm like, God damn it. Banner is the true sad character. He can't He, he can't even have an erection or ha, or to be, without turning into a giant green rage monster. Um, 
But my favorite scene with her is when they're in New York City. Which, by the way, I blew my mind they went to New York City. I'm like, the Hulk in New York City? That's a bad idea. That's bad. Um, and, Even Banner uh, points it out. Yeah, like, they, they're... Going into the subway is a bad idea. Yeah, it's like you, me, and a plastic tube surrounded in the most aggressive city in America. Are you crazy? He's like, we'll take a cab. And, um... And the cab driver is just zipping his This motherfucker is playing crazy taxi over here. Yeah, and then... Betty... And the, one of the, the only times she, like, loses her shit, like, gets mad at the cabbie. I don't think I ever see Liv Tyler mad in movies, so it was kind of refreshing. Um, and in, and in Banner with the, uh, you know, I know some anger management tips because you said, <laughs> never, never tell a woman she's angry. Just, just don't just let it, let her blow it off. It's fine. Everything's fine. We're all fine here. Uh, but I think, and I also think they had great chemistry, you know, very yeah. similar to, to, uh, and there's rumors she's supposed to be in, uh, 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 new Captain America. We put is Banner better yeah. be in this movie at this point. You better put Banner in this movie for a reunion. Damn it. Um, I know, right? Like, you have to. Um, but, uh... It's gonna be really awkward with uh, more recent events, but we'll get to that when we get to that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, okay, so that's all the main characters. Let's talk about the kind of secondary villain for a little bit. Uh, that is, um... Oh, God, the actor's name is Tim Blake Nelson as Samuel Stearns. Now, do you know who this character is supposed to be? Um... In the movie, I know who he is, but I'm not familiar with the comics, so I'll let you okay. have the floor in this one. Okay, so, uh, and this is one of the greatest, like, disappointing things in it. So, um, um, sorry, something's at my door. Um, and, uh, um, Samuel Stearns is the one, is Mr. Blue in this movie. He's the one who's, uh, uh, helping, trying to help Banner. What we find out is that Sam, uh, Samuel Stearns has been basically... I don't even know the proper wording for it, but he's been, like, collecting Bruce's blood. Yeah, he's and... been harvesting his uh, his blood for samples and experiments. Which, if that isn't supervillain shit, I don't know what the fuck is. Um, so, Samuel Stearns in the comics is a character known as the leader. Um, and he is pretty much the opposite of the Hulk. And you actually see it in this movie where uh, he gets knocked out by the Abomination and then he gets his head cut open and you see his forehead start to grow. That's him becoming the leader. Uh, so basically, think he's green, he's big, but instead of immense strength, he has immense brain power. So that's pretty much his thing. Um, okay. So yeah, but if that isn't supervillain shit, um, I don't know what the fuck is. Like like um, to the point where like he's trying and and he even believes like we can use this for curing people. I'm like that's how it starts, homie. Um, and that's uh, how it starts, but you have no idea how dangerous the Hulk is, bro. And then he straight up becomes a supervillain when he talks to Blonsky and he looks at him and he's like, you got something in there too, don't you? And, and, and they talk like they're supervillains who want to take out the Hulk. Dude, I swear to God. He yeah, does it kind of f- does feel like that. He does a full 180 where he's like, it's all about peace. He's like, and he becomes a Mario the Hulk. He's like, it's, a God, it's godlike. I love Tim Blake Nelson's performance. And he's like, it's so campy and like over the top, it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, it really fits in place for a uh, kind of super villain in a comic book movie. Yeah, here's the biggest tragedy. 15 years later, nothing! No, no hint of where the leader is 
For all I know, he died of brain cancer. You know, maybe he's the hidden villain. I in... read on the wiki that uh, a certain red-haired agent from Shield uh, captured him, and he's in Shield's custody. But that's about it. That's it if I haven't seen if they haven't seen the movie, it hasn't happened yet, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but I could believe that though. I could believe that he's just in Shield custody, waiting to break out. Maybe he's gonna be in a new Captain America movie. Um, but like, I remember being so disappointed to where like waiting for the leader to show up because. Even though the leader isn't, like, an iconic villain, it's such a visually different villain than most. And, like, it could have been, like, a cool, like, brain versus bronze kind of thing. But we never see it. Um, uh, maybe season two of She-Hulk. Maybe he'll come back for that, you know? Maybe. Um, okay. Let's talk about the three... Let's wrap this up by talking about the three set pieces that we see the Hulk in. Uh, which is the factory, the, the university, and finally the fight in Harlem. First off, which is your favorite? Um, I would say... Probably um, the one in the field, the second one that he's in. Uh, we get a much more clear view of the Hulk in action, and he uses uh, fucking uh, the tank metal uh, as shields and weapons, and that's pretty sick. Yeah, I, I really, lo- like, as much as I love the final fight, okay, I don't really like the final fight at the end. Um, it's hard to see. It's a lot of, it's a he lot of. He uses the police cars, Hulk hands, that's pretty neat. Yeah, he does the Hulk hands, he does the thunderclap. There's good moments, and he says Hulk smash, which I, I pop every time I see that moment. But yeah, I think the standout moment is when... I love the build-up to it, right? Because you have the thunderstorm brewing, he's trapped in that little walkway, and then he inhales the gas, and then all of a sudden you see the big green hand on the glass, and he just bursts out, and you get to see the Hulk in his full glory and in the, and in the roar. That whole sequence is just awesome. Yeah, it's so cool. And we actually see uh, uh, Blonsky kind of hold his own against the Hulk, too. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, like, and in comparison to, like, future MCU movies, it looks, it's kind of very minimalist, but, like, with, like, how he's just running through. My favorite is when, like, he runs up, like, he's running alongside one of the convoys, and he just shoulder charges that shit and just keeps running the other direction. Um, but how, through sheer anger, and the fact that he's mad that they're hurting Betty, he he powers through that sonic that that sonic blaster, rips it in half, like throws the shield and it just cleaves it in half. By the way, um, and then takes it the other one like it's nothing. It's such a great sequence. Yeah, it's so cool. Um, but uh, that being said, I think the fight. What did, what did you think about Abomination itself? Because at the time, they changed his look now. If you look at him now, he does not look like this anymore. Um, but a lot of people did not like how Abomination looked back in the day. Like, with how Abomination looks in this movie, I can kind of see what they were going for. Like, they were mixing the whole... Uh, mixing Bruce's blood with the super serum, um, making a giant what-the-fuck monster. Yeah. And I think in that context, it works. But... Um, in terms of, like, a character, he just kind of devolves into, I want a challenge, I have the power of a god now, blah, 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 and, you know, it's just that whole thing. Yeah, and I, like, it kind of, like, it doesn't even feel like it's Blonsky anymore, because it's a different voice and everything, um, it feels like, 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 I know it's a different character, but it doesn't, like, I don't know, it just, it just felt, um... The fight was good for bits, like when they're fighting in the middle of the street and they're jumping at each other, that's great. Or when, um, when Blonsky stabs him with his fucking shoulder, shoulder knife, 
or no, his elbow knife, as I'm going to call it now. Um, and like Hulk just literally hulks up and just like says, no, I'm, I'm not selling this shit and just beats the shit out. He was about to kill him, by the way. I want to bring that up. He was about to murder this man. Yeah, and he could have too if Betty wasn't there to stop him. Yeah, um, proving that the Hulk does does have a fucking conscience. Um, and I won't lie, I, I like they, I love that like most superhero movies like you get Spider Man swinging away, Superman flying away, you know, Batman, you know, um, uh, diving away. Here, the Hulk just runs upside buildings and just jumps and leaps and creates so much debris. I love that they gave him sort of like a heroic. That's exit. what the Hulk does. It's great though. I, that's what I'm saying. I love it. Um, I love it though. Uh, overall, I think great like demonstrations of the Hulk, and it's a shame we have to wait till 2012 in the Avengers to see him again. Yeah, it is a shame, but we do get held over by some other cool superheroes in the meantime. True, true. It's just Hulk is Hulk Smash. Now I want to play more Ultimate Alliance. Just plays the Hulk in that game. Um, do you have that game? I don't even know. Uh, we'll talk about it later. Um, Ultimate Alliance three. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to check and see. Okay. Uh, let's... Okay, so let's end this way talking about the two... Technically, there's a final scene and there's a mid-credit scene. There is no post-credit scene in this movie. Um, do you want to say what the, fi- the, the, fi- the final scene is involving Banner? Um, he is basically, um... Uh, where is he at, at the end of it? Um, he's in the British Columbia just meditating and... He's basically learning how to control the Hulk, and it's a pretty cool scene. Like, I remember seeing this in the trailers back in the day. They gave that shit away so early. (laughs) Yeah, they did. And I remember a friend in high school saying, is that Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man? I'm like, no, that's Edward Norton. What are you stupid? Oh, yeah, they put it, they put the fucking, (laughs) that's how desperate they were people to go see this movie. They put that shit in the trailer. That's right. Oh, my God. Yeah, Fuck. I remember that. Oh, I forgot about that. So yeah, the second one is Thunderbolt Ross is fucking shooting back some Jägermeisters, I, I'm assuming. And and, it, and it's a little weird when you think about this cutscene. Not cutscene, this end scene. Because he's like, we're putting a team together. Um, and he doesn't say who... It's actually fucking Tony Stark here. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, it's Tony Stark. And it's, it's the same universe and everything. Um... um and, and uh, like, whoa, holy shit! Are they gonna are they gonna show Hulk fighting Iron Man? Unfortunately, we have to wait to twenty fifteen to see Hulk fight Iron Man. Uh, unfortunately, um, but um, it all this I I remember Iron Man two fucked up so many things, um, uh, because of what what we did not know what the state what the MCU was gonna be. But we'll talk about that one next week when we get to Iron Man two. But I thought it was a cool credit scene to see, just to see him in there and just reassure people, like just another, just another tease of the inevitable team up movie. Yeah, we're not, we're not teasing to Thanos yet. We're just teaming that. Yes, people, we are bringing all these superheroes together. Yes, we're doing it. We're not faking you out this time. We are doing it. Um. Okay. Uh. What? Um. Let's go ahead and give it to the review board. How many guava sodas out of five do you give the Incredible Hulk? Uh, I will give this uh, four Hulk hands out of five. Um, I think this is a really dramatic movie compared to a lot of the other movies in the MCU and even in Phase 1 altogether. 
it's definitely the most different movie out of all of them. Uh, and that's not a bad thing, necessarily. Like, I think uh, the characters are tragic. Uh, their backstories are believable. The acting's great. The action's good. Um, it's just a cool movie, you know? Yeah, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a solid four out of five. Hulk hands, uh, guava bottles. Um, very good movie. Very. I think it's underrated. I think a lot of people don't like it because of its disconnect from the MCU. But that, that that's not its fault. I think it's its own movie. Um, you can still watch it, um, even though it has the shield and the Tony Stark thing. But like that's that's a one off thing. You can still enjoy the core of the movie without any of the other stuff showing up. Um, and. Um, Still very enjoyable, very good action sequence. Edward Norton kills it as Banner, and it just makes you wish we got more. Um, and of course, luckily, Blotsky was able to come back as um, as the Abomination in, in She-Hulk, which was a nice surprise. Uh, and hopefully, Tim Ross, the the, the leader, uh, will come back in season two or something. That would be really cool to see the leader, um, or even in the new Captain America movie, because that seems to be coming part Captain America, part Hulk movie, because She-Hulk's in that one too. Um, and then about Ross and Betty Ross and what the fuck is going on in that movie? I need to see it now. Um, uh, okay, uh, Tyler, what are we watching next week? Uh, next week we are going to see what the dangers of building your pacemaker with palladium uh, leads to. Next week we are going to be looking at the first sequel in the MCU, proper sequel, mind you, Iron Man Two. Oh, yeah, the most anticipated sequel since The Dark Knight, probably. Um, I, I remember the hype for Iron Man 2, and I am curious to rewatch this with you because I remember the discourse around this movie. Oh, boy, do I remember the discourse around this movie. I don't know if you remember. Um, I don't. Okay, I'll, I'll inform you. Um, all right, that's going to do it, everybody. It's hot. It's very hot here in Texas, unfortunately. Hopefully, but I think by the time this is done, we're out of summer, I think. Right? I think. Uh, with phase one, at least. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, like, overall, we'll be out. We'll be, like, into, like, the cold months. Yeah, by, by endgame, it'll be around November if yeah. uh, we do this consistently. Yeah. And if not, we'll definitely be into the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll see you all next week for Iron Man 2. Until next time, Hulk smash! Hulk smash!